on that university. I'll tell you that Fuck. much. Because I will Fuck. rain down fire and anarchy on... Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Giant Contraband Robot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, I was not plan- plotting world domination whatsoever. I was not. Oh, not at all. Not at all. He was being uh, very anti-anarchist. Yes. I, I, I love community. I love college campuses. I would never cause anarchy. I would never cause a student revolt. No. no. What is what is a revolt? Is that when you add electricity to something again? Probably. <laughs> Nothing but positivity. No negative up in here. <laughs> But, Unless you're talking about COVID-19, because then we are negative. Uh, no, we're not talking about COVID. Well, <laughs> in this upcoming article we'll be talking about. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Summer Game Fest. Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. The last Sony found its leaker, and it's not. Spoiler alert, it is not from the Naughty Dog inside. Resident Evil reboot casting call. Three actors are up for the roles of Joe Valentine, Chris Redfield, and Claire Redfield. Now, so far, right off the bat, we've been told this is going to be more faithful to the first game. But these new recent casting calls is calling for actress for to play Claire Redfield. My hypothesis, they're combining Resident Evil 1 and 2 into one game. So which means we may get a Leon casting call. Ooh, that'd be very interesting. Um, so there's that, and then I finally did my Dungeons and Dragons character. Yes, and I'm very excited, means very, very cool things for the party. And we're going to break down my character stats, my character story, so you all know who I am. And I'm not, and I'll just say this another spoiler alert I'm not playing a neutral good or a chaotic good. So, or lawful good, nor evil. You're, you're narrowing it down. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say this. I'm going the opposite of what I normally would do. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I saw that and I'd be like, that sounds like Desmond. <laughs> Anyways. But remember, we had discussions on set We did. Though. We did. We so, did. We did. So this is 100% not everything I would do. And I specifically put in the character sheet certain things that I know that are not indicative of what I would do if I was in that situation. Okay. So. Ooh, ooh, yes. Let us talk more about this when the time is right. All right. So we're going to go right off the bat. Oh, totally forgot. Fucking forgot. On April 30th, Ubisoft has unveiled the trailer. We'll just start off right off with that. So yes. Because I've written it down on the show list and I totally forgot. I'm not wearing my glasses. I'm lazy today. I'm super lazy today. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. Your uh, your avatar is wearing glasses for you. So. Um, Ubisoft released the trailer to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla. Holy. It's, now it's the cinematic trailer. Yes. Um, but holy shit. It's, it's announced. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, but also current gen. Yep, current gen as well. Like, what? They've been... I'm not the... Now, I've noticed all Assassin's Creed games has been like a, almost like a yearly, bi-yearly title. 
Well, they had two studios working on them originally, right? Yeah. Um, I want to say Montiplier and uh, I think Montiplier and Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah. I was going to say Quebec. I think it was Quebec on one and Mont. No, no. It was Montreal on one, and then it was another Ubisoft studio. I'm trying to remember. I want to say, Mon- I want to say Montiplier in, fr- in France. Probably. Probably. That sounds right. Because I, I know they're currently working on Beyond Good and Evil. Right. Um, but the the game looks... Well, Cinematic looks amazing. Like They always do. I, that is true. Um, but the fact that they're going with a Norse mythology, I was like, Okay, this this is something that was mainly for I, I feel mainly for people who um, I would say clamoring for it because I'm like I haven't played Odyssey and I haven't played um, I'm actually interested in the last one the Sparta one that was Sparta um, Odyssey right that was Odyssey okay. you're t- you're thinking of Origins and Odyssey okay yeah, see it's back to back to back to back to back yeah exactly. Odyssey looks more interesting because it looks more RPG like. Like, I think they changed the styles of them as well. Yeah. I the last Assassin's Creed game that I played was the first couple of levels yeah. of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Well, the London one. I, I know that one. I know that one. My brother has. Yeah. He has all of them. He has every single Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And he said, Odyssey. Is apparently 140 hours to complete. Fuck. And he just now got to 80 hours. Wow. Now, mind you, he's currently still playing. He's replaying Final Fantasy VII. He's playing Persona 5 and other games in between. Dude, I gotta catch up, man. Because I was like, because <laughs> I already know this is, I don't normally like to talk about Assassin's Creed because um, Desmond Miles was the main character of the first couple of games and yes he was and then he got killed and then when he got killed friends of mine was like damn des you got killed i was like he is i don't know his fucking nationality but i ain't him just because <laughs> we're named desmond if he was named desmond robinson okay i'd be like oh man i, I died in the game mm-hmm. but no no <laughs> You are not Desmond Miles. I'm not Desmond Miles. I've been told I look like Marcus from uh, Watch Dogs too, and I was like, I should take offense to it, but the fact that I'm being, I'm like, fuck yes. But (laughs) you're like, I could be worse things than than Marcus than uh, than yeah. Wait, what was the character? Marcus. 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 I I I wanted to say Marcus, and I felt like I was wrong for some reason. You know you. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. But uh, <laughs> here's um, the tagline to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Become, um, the character's name is Ivor, but it's with an E. So Ivor, Ivor, a mighty Viking raider and your lead clan, uh, and you lead your clan from the harsh shores of Norway to a new home uh, amidst the lush farmlands of 9th century England. Explore a beautiful and mysterious open world where you face brutal enemies, raise fortresses, build your own clan settlement, and forge alliances to win and earn a place, win glory, and earn your place in Valhalla. 
England in the age of the Vikings is a fractured nation of petty lords um, and warring kingdoms beneath the chaos lies a rich and untamed land waiting for a new conqueror. Will it be you? Ooh. This one right here takes the cake out of me right now. <clears throat> so, did you know you can take part in an epic Viking rap battle? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. It's called flighting, or as better known as verbally devastating rivals through the art of Viking rap battles. Dude, you know what I just realized? That shit's actually real. Like, yeah. I've heard of that. I actually have heard of that. If you see the show Vikings, there's your fucking your, your point of reference. Yeah, they actually... Oh my god, I remember reading an article about this. I don't remember where, but there's an article somewhere talking about how they would specifically lock up people who were very good at making puns because they considered it very dangerous that they were able to render someone um, like useless through laughter. Yeah. I, I actually like remember reading that somewhere. Jesus, that's hilarious. And... Um... <laughs> And there is, an, and this the reason why it doesn't surprise me, probably to some people, there is an episode of Legends of Tomorrow called Return of the Mac. Yes, it's the same title of that old '90s song, Return of the Mac. <laughs> um, there is set in Viking times, and they're legit doing a Viking Viking rap battle. But in the midst of all of the fighting, the song kicks up. I, I shit you not. <laughs> the song kicks on Return the Mac with Vikings fighting superheroes dude oh shit and Dum Dum Dugan is the villain of, the, of, of that uh, was the villain of that series oh, that's amazing but um the game looks the game looks great uh well once again animatic um and apparently I did not notice apparently um, this is the return of the Assassin's Blade. Because I was like... Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, I, apparently at some point during the Assassin's Creed games, you did not use the blade anymore. What? It's the hidden blade. I don't know. I have, Like I said, I haven't played Assassin's Creed since Brotherhood. Yeah, and in Syndicate, it's definitely a thing. But fuck, now I really need to catch up. Because like, what the hell? Like, so all right. I'm going to assume sometime after Syndicate, that's when the blade... The hidden blade stopped being used um, used as a mechanic. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from going on a very long rant right now. <laughs> but uh, because otherwise I will take up time on this. Jesus. Okay. Um, before we move on, um, like we said before, it will be all out this holiday on Xbox Series X, the Xbox One, PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four. Google Stadia. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm legit still a little sad by that. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> the PC. I wouldn't. I, I don't know how how legit they are with releasing PC games on the day it's supposed to release. But um, I think this is a good segue to go. And I think we'll learn more about Assassin's Creed Valhalla for during Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. Now this Why was, don't you tell me what it is? So it was announced today, and this is pretty much in response to E3 being canceled this um, coming June um, amidst of the um, COVID-19 and the fact that this is um, 
Um, Gamescom. This is taking place. Let me see. It says even E3 canceled in March due to COVID nineteen. This is what the article says from Game Industry GamesIndustry.biz. See, we going legit sources today. Um, even when E3 was canceled in March due to COVID nineteen, he still Jeff Keighley figured he was taking several months off before taking the stage again for Gamescom opening night in August. So apparently they're still assuming that Gamescom is still going to be a thing this August. But if I remember correctly, Gamescom is also canceled as well. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, so we're just going to jump straight to this, um, to the main topic. Um, the result is Keeley's Gamers Summerfest, a four-month-long global festival of everything games running from May through August. Fostered wow. by partnerships with over a dozen major publishers and platforms, Keeley describes the Summer Game Fest as a less of an event and more of a Google calendar for the industry digital showcases, game trailers, launches, in-game events, free digital demos. What? Yep. And he says it's not a forum, nor is it um, competing with other media outlets, not even with GameSpot and IGN, who are also doing their own E3 substitutes in June. Oh, okay. Um, he says, um, Keely says his goal is to simply to give the industry something to rally around, and it seems to have worked, at least in that, in that he has many of the industry's biggest names on board. 2K, Activision, Bandai, Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extremes, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, <laughs> Private Division, Riot Games, Steam, and Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers Interactive are all confirmed participants and are ex- and more expected to join in the coming weeks. Bro, well, you're literally gonna make me bring a tear to my eye. But <laughs> there is one notable exclusion: Nintendo. Okay. I did not mention Nintendo in that rundown list. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo does their own thing, though. But here's, they always been doing their own directs. I mean, like t- technically, like every E3, we get a Nintendo direct. That's what. Yeah. It is. And they show not they don't they don't do nothing live, they don't like ever. It's yeah. always on video. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm not I'm not I'm not hating. I mean, their direct on E3 like close to two years ago, when they showed um Damon X Machina, Damon X Machina, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, I was like, okay, I'll definitely buy a Switch now. Well, <laughs> Smash Brothers. Um, as well. Um, but then if you really think about it, because of this whole situation, we you have games where like Animal Crossing and Pokemon, the Pokemon game that came out, I want to say earlier this year. Yeah, that RPG like Pokemon game where people can focus on something good than the negative. Yep, yep. Sword, sword, sword and shield, as uh, they say around my house. Um, but it says Keeley says he hopes that the remaining console maker will join later. Um, join in later as the Summer Games Festival um, all begin all open to all publisher platform holders. So holy shit! Well, that's that's some good news. Yep, it is. Give uh, some give something uh, gamers everywhere to look forward to at least. Yep. So we don't know when it's gonna finally start. Um, the link. I might have to put the link in the description. Um, it's definitely it's definitely from his uh, video game, um, videogamesummerfest.com. Should have more information right now. Also, his YouTube channel, the Video Game Awards channel on YouTube, also has the um, like a mini trailer 
up, and it does have August, uh, May to August 2020. Um, we already May 1st, uh, which um, the day of this recording is May 1st, Friday, May 1st. So we may see something Monday, or maybe the week um, um, on the 10th of May. Monday. For those of you that still care, May 4th. But I know there's some that don't. Me. Um, holy shit. This is definitely awesome. This, and and it's also, if you think about it, Microsoft said they got something to show on the 7th. They did, didn't they? That can be that can be re- the reason why um, this kicked up. Because Microsoft, this mm-hmm. actually, Microsoft said they was going to do something on May the 7th a week ago. And now mm-hmm. we got this today. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Keighley starts tweeting this out right now about uh, the first Microsoft press conference. And then that's long ago, a couple of days ago, Sony said, oh, we're going to do a console reviews, uh, reveal soon. Oh, wait. Wait. I what s- if they finally do it? I think Jeff Keighley was working with Sony. Um, I was like, all right, since we don't have E3, since we do not have E3, let's um, work on something. Could that have been why it took so long? I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past something to do that. And uh, um, and plus you got CD Projekt Red, who's. Okay, it's gonna be a big summer. I think, I think it would. Oh God, sorry. Go for it. I think this month would be the month of X, uh, Microsoft to show off what um what we want to see from them and price wise, and I think June is gonna be the month of summer. Don't do that. Don't give me hope. I th- it's just it's just a hypothesis. I don't. I'm like. I know, but still, don't give me hope. <laughs> by the time we get to June, and July, we're in the middle of the year. Are we yeah. Are, the only thing we've seen from Sony is a controller. We have not. Hell, we have not. Also, I just realized Rockstar has not been listed. Yeah. Oh, Rockstar has not, and supposedly they're coming up with some new uh, new IPs. Yeah, and it it, it did say. Um, it's confirmed. Uh, confirmed participants, all confirmed participants, and more are expected to join in the coming weeks. So mm. we still got the rest of this month to know whether developers um, are willing to share what they're going to be doing in the coming weeks. And plus, it'll put the, if it's, if Rockstar. I hope Rockstar come out and say something because the only thing we've been getting last help these last five months, um, Leslie Benzies um, left his own company. And people keep on all over fucking YouTube speculating on Grand Theft Auto Six. Dude, like, shut the fuck. And then also, and this is also kind of this is recent. Um, a, a YouTuber found this out. They updated the LA Noir page on Rockstar's website. They did. Yeah, like, why would you update a game that's been out for like damn near ten years, and we just got the re-release? Like close to two years. Hmm. What is there to update? Like, are you gonna do a sequel? Unless there's gonna be some sort of inclusion or add-on to the current GTA Five for some reason. For LA Noir. I'm just saying, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, hey, look, for those of you that want an extra content pack or whatever, they might make it like a, mm. I don't know, maybe an add-on. Their game. I'm is... just speculating wildly for some reason. I know, but technically, technically, the game is just horrible. In, ter- yeah. in terms of today's standards, at the time it came out in 2011, it was amazing when it came out. Yeah, but now, no, not so much. Because like, one of the big complaints, you want to open world a 1940s Los Angeles. They was able to recreate certain spots of Los Angeles that was 
that was up before the earth uh, San Andreas earthquake. Well, yeah. I mean, the Northridge earthquake. And then they worked um, off of historical aerial shots. Yeah. So, I mean, like, hell, I like that's And the thing is, though, it penalizes with free roaming. Because if you want to get 100, you can't free roam until you 100% the game. That's my, that is my uh, advice to everyone mm-hmm. if you play any LA Noir on the PS4 or Xbox One. Or Switch. 100% the game. Complete the game first. And if you're going to replay it, the end of free roam. Because if you want five stars on your cases to get like extra case points so it can help you like unsolve um, mysteries and stuff, it's going like going off the beaten path to like look at different corners or different streets of trying to look for iconic street um LA street corners or looking for like all these cars and these collectibles that they want you to get you're going to have your partner be like oh you need to do this or you're going to have the game telling you you need to get back on track that's mm-hmm. annoying but every grand theft auto game oh just like all right here's the open world do what you want to do Yes, the story is streamlined, so which means once you start the story, the story keeps on going unless you do side quests. Right. That's every Grand Theft Auto game. But you, when you hear Rockstar is working with Team Bondi, which was still active at the time, you figure, mm-hmm. oh, Rockstar is going to inject their open worldness into this game. Now, it's just a linear story, and we 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 don't attend. We said it was not. We did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I can't wait to see um. I can't wait to see what they got cooking at the Summer Games Fest. Yeah. And I hope Rockstar and Nintendo actually are in, in, um, in attendance. I'll, we'll update this more as it goes along. So Watch it just be like, watch it just come completely out of left field and be like, Rockstar, coming at you not exactly live, straight from Nintendo Direct. <laughs> but, it would, but it would be interesting to see how, how each company is affected. Because I know... Certain development teams are working from home. Some like right. all, I've been hearing like some alternate, like some can come into the office to work, some stay home and work, some the ones who are staying home can come but to work, like alternating basically. Yeah. So, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, and I have to switch to the YouTube model. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if most gaming companies have to push back their games because of this. Yeah, yeah. So be patient with the companies, everybody. They're hurting just like us, but yeah. they're still working out. They're still working to make sure that we're entertained and happy. Yeah. Um, on to the next news. The Last of Us leaker has been caught. And it's not by a gruntled Naughty Dog employee. Per the news report by GamesRadar.com, let me give you the Alyssa Mercate. Ha <laughs> ha! Got it right. We All know right. who you is. So it says Sony has identified the people, and yes, people is <laughs> more than one person. Wait, they got Piapple? They got Piapple. Um, responsible for the massive uh, Last of Us 2 leaks, and it's not um, rumored disgruntled, not dog employees. Uh, uh, employee. According to the report from Polygon, um, Sony Entertainment, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment, or the SIE, has identified the primary, primary individuals for the unauthorized release of Last of Us 2 assets. A Sony rep told Polygon that they are not affiliated with Naughty Dog or SIE. We are unable to com- comment further because the information is subject to ongoing, investi- in- ongoing investigations. Oh, damn. Uh, Could we have a possible hacker in our midst? Hackers. Hacker, hacker group. 
Um, as Game Radar's um, Game Radar previously um, reported, a ton of information about The Last of Us Two leaked in late April, which would be last week, um, including cutscenes, a complete list of levels, and spoilers for the entire plot. Since oh the- my God! Really? Yeah. So, I've been staying away from it, and I didn't even know what it was. Well, if you're not on Twitter, you should be fine. Oh, okay, cool. Um, since the leak footage appeared to be in the form of eternal build. And Naughty Dog has previously called out for some serious crunch issues. Rumors started to swirl that a disgruntled former employee was behind the leaks. Now it's clear that this isn't the case, and and it seems like more than one person was involved based on Sony's statement, which refers to the guilty party as individuals. It's not clear whether we'll ever find out who these people are or how they seem to have gotten their hands on what looks to be the internal Naughty Dog build. There's no Damn. word. Yet, yeah, there's no word yet on what sort of legal ramifications these individuals will face. But considering that they're now, there's now an army of jerks spamming Twitch chats and live streams with The Last of Us Two spoilers. I seriously hope justice is um, served, piping hot. This is the writer saying <laughs> accent for this to be um, a swift piping hot justice. Damn. Uh, in the pretty past, serious, man. Yeah. In the past, leaks have been subject to the fullest extent of the law, like Epic suing several testers who leaked Fortnite Chapter 2, and Nintendo sending subpoenas to whoever leaked um, images from Pokemon Sword and Shield before its release. That's what came out earlier this year, Sword and Shield. I remember those. <laughs> I remember those. That's what I was saying, Chord and Shield. I was like, I, I'm a, I, look, I, I'm not big into Pokemon, and I've said this on Nerds Against, old Nerds Against the World podcast, other people's podcasts, when Ash died in Pokemon 2000, I laughed. Oh. And clapped. Wait, 2000 or the movie? The movie, the very first Pokemon movie that came out when I was in high school. And my okay, the movie. Yeah. Ah, see, that's the difference. That's the difference. Look, I was because I, I was I, like six or something like that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to go. It was family movie day, and you know what? They they chose that fucking Pokemon movie. I got you, I got you. Well, everyone in the fucking audience was just, oh no, Andrew. I'm like, good. And then Pikachu brought his ass back to life with his tears of friendship, my friend. I got in trouble. <laughs> I got in trouble for that. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, look, I... You know, I still have that foil Mew card that they gave you for going to the theater for that. trouble for clapping that ash technically died for a good two minutes ha. Um, that would have been pretty funny to see though to be fair uh, like that would have been i'm just picturing it in my mind like a bunch of kids like like starting to tear up and just one dude mainly you in the back just like ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it is really funny objectively because i want to i want to <laughs> say, say i was like 14 when that pokemon movie came out Oh yeah, of course you're gonna do some shit like that then. <laughs> um, but it's right around the time X Men first came out. Ooh, ooh. Um, but the thing is though, Pokemon has been out at that point. I was, Tangent. I was ten when Pokemon came out. Before when it first came into the U.S., I was like nine, ten years old. Damn, you remember when shit took longer to get to us because it was in Japan first? Yeah. And I was like, I was super surprised how the longevity of Pokemon 
lasted. It lasted as long as Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. When did you? When would you think actually, it started no, to get stale? Actually, shit, it's been going on way. Pokemon has has went through. Fuck, it's still going on to this day. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I lost interest after like the third season. Um, or well, I should say the third region. Look, I'll just say this. It took him what middle of 2019 to win his own his his first fucking tournament. I mean, technically, yeah, but I think it like okay, everybody's gonna say, look, he finally won a Pokemon League, but I'm I'm gonna say something here. I mean, it wasn't like a regular Pokemon League. I think it was like another Orange Island situation. Uh, look, I don't, sure, I don't, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't care about the logistics. It's still the simple fact is, from the age of nine to 34. He's still nine. <laughs> no, I heard they aged him up. Maybe they did now, but not through the Alolan League. That's for sure. Here's what, here's what I'm noticing. Yeah, this we are in a tangent, people. Um, yeah. This is what I would say. It took them. It's taken now to the modern era of animation, where now these characters are aging up. Yeah. Brock is married. Misty. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I the reason why I know these fucking characters is I have friends. I have, and they still Pokemon is on Netflix. Hell, Netflix bought Pokemon. I know. There's gonna be a Netflix original Pokemon series coming out later this year. Wait, there is. Yes, a new series that is still. I didn't hear about that. And it's still a continuance on Pokemon. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I remember back when they tried to, to do Pokemon without Ash. And I was so behind that, but it didn't get enough traction. And it only lasted, like, what, a season, maybe two, I think? I don't remember. Here's the Ash is iconic. Like, the voice actress who passed away who voiced um, Ash. I know. As much as I don't like Pokemon, I do know the cultural... Like, that sucks, man. The, what's the, what's the, the cultural... Significance. Yeah, of Pokemon. Like, at the time, it was Pokemon Sailor Moon. Um, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, Gundam, Gundam Wing, G Gundam, and... Oh, and those who slept under the radar. Uh, Ronin Warriors. Was that also the time of um, Trigun, or am I thinking too... Trigun. Trigun, Trigun was the 80s, I think, still, right? But it, but we're talking about like mid mid to late nineties, early two thousand. Oh oh where, um. Where anime? Where anime? Anime. <laughs> <laughs> where anime was like it was. Toonami, pretty much, man. <laughs> like a niche thing before, like by the time 2010, 2011 kicked in, damn, yeah. it started getting fucking huge. Yeah 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 for real, like anime really became a lot more popularized and a lot more common. Like I would say probably around 2008, 2010 beginning more than anything. I would say 2010 because that's when a lot more I've noticed K-pop started coming out. Yeah, Even like though, it, like Asian culture in general started becoming a lot much more widely adopted thing. Yeah, you know, so like instead of um, fans of anime going waiting to like um, comic book conventions, I mean, well, technically anime, um, anime expo is which an, I miss is a LA staple. Basically, yes. well, a California staple because it was in either in our um, Orange County, Long Beach, or which now is now forever housed at the LA Convention Center. Um, you have the Sakura Con up in Boston. Then you have um, Dragon Con. Dra well, 
Dragon Con is a comic book convention. It's not an anime ex- um, convention. True, but I mean, it crosses over enough. <laughs> I will say this. You have to see the an- the Anime Expo and the Sakura Con is bigger. I don't care how many people in Atlanta goes. The amount of men and women, well, people, that goes outweighs San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it's it's really that big. If you if you have not seen it, just go just do a Google images anime expo or Sakura Con. It is fucking oh, yeah. huge. Um, and then I know there's like small pocket festivals through well not this year because of COVID, but all last year pocket festivals in K Town, um, um, Chinatown in downtown LA, just pocket cons for um or a group meeting of lovers of anime. Bro, no lie, I miss going to K Town and Little Tokyo. <laughs> like, I know it's basically a ghost town now. Um, like, I legit, I legit missing, I, I legit miss going downtown. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I was like, it's it's still a big thing, and I may have fallen out of anime, but seeing that it's now evolved, where like I said before, characters are now aging up in these in in now in now in anime. Say mm-hmm. the Sailor Moon reboot, the Sailor Squad are, are aging up through each season. My Hero Academia is an, is another good example. Each season, you see them going up a grade, up a level, and up age. Yep, I think. I think My Hero Academia is going to be like one of the new shonen main staples for the next generation, at least the ones under us. Yeah, um, Bleach was slowly doing that. Um, but Bleach was part of the big three for a while. It was yeah. like Bleach, One Piece, and Naruto. But Bleach was like I think Bleach would be one of the ones in anime showing characters aging up. Yeah, yeah. But even though the fucking filler episodes, that's what broke me with anime filler episodes. Yep, Get, giving the uh, the animators enough time. I'm sorry, not the animators. Giving the the manga artists enough time to write up the current chapters because they had already caught up to them. And now a new practice that they're doing, you letting these creators complete their story arcs seasonal anime and then the anime will be actually started so it's you know that that's that is better like my hero academia is like it's taking two years for a season let the writer create let the fucking yeah do you want it now or do you want it good like bleach is finally bleach is coming back i heard that yeah it's completing this final arc that's gonna bring me back <laughs> I didn't have um I don't I I forgot what where say um I think Sailor Moon went to Crunchyroll I thought she was mm-hmm. on, I thought the new one was on um Hulu yes as a kid I watched Sailor Moon Hey Sailor Moon is awesome <laughs> and I was gonna watch the reboot series but it's uh, I think it's on Crunchyroll and I'm like I, I I already have enough subscription services I can't I can't yeah, afford yeah. another one at um, this point I'm on Crunchyroll and Funimation like watching the same shows but in different formats yep um. <laughs> So I'm still watching Tri. I, actually, I own Trigon. I own Cowboy Bebop. I own um, Ghost in the Shell. Those are my those are my mainstays, and that, those those three are my mainstays because it's it's funny because you could tell when you got into anime based off of your mainstays there. Actually, I got into anime at the age of eight, and okay. everybody, everybody know, actually no younger because I remember seeing Mobile Suit Gundam in 1989. 
Okay, so yeah, that that does make sense with the with your favorites there because it's like by the time that you started like really getting into it, those were the ones that were around. Yep. So like eighty nine was Mobus all I seen was Mobusu Gundam, Astro Boy, which is technically which was technically was in the seventies, but it was still like reruns every now and then. Wasn't it earlier than that? I want to say Astro Boy was like well, at least the manga wasn't that like forties. I want to I want to say because of the animation. Animation, I still want to say fifties. I remember it being like supposedly one of the first cartoons in in Japan, at least. Shit. Like Astro Boy is like pretty major, wasn't it? Like also made. I'm pretty sure the same author. I could be totally wrong on this, and please let me know if I am. But I'm pretty sure that that the Astro Boy manga artist was the same one that did um, Dodo Dodoro. I think. Or not not and um and what is it? Oh, there's another like super. Gigantic. Super popular one. Um, which one? I was. It was one I remember. Oh, Gigantor. Gigantor. I think yeah. I think that one. Um, but point is, it's like that manga artist is really famous for introducing a bunch of like the classic mangas that had come out originally in the forties after the war. Yeah, I was. I didn't live with my grandmother at that point. It was like more visiting her. Not the my grandmother passed away. The, my grandmother passed away in two thousand eight. She mm-hmm. when I was younger, she had she was the grandma that had cable. Mm. <laughs> so late eighties, early nineties, I definitely nineties. I definitely seen um, Sailor Moon because that was like fourth, third, and like third and fourth grade when Sailor Moon finally came into the U.S. So that's like around ninety three, like mm-hmm. ninety three, ninety four. Sounds about right. Um, then Ronin Warriors. When by the time of like ninety five to like ninety seven, um, but Gundam was like Gundam has been going on since like the seventies throughout the eighties and nineties. So Mobile yeah, Su- Gundam has always been going on. Yeah, so Mobile Suit Gundam um, was was the very first one I started. So I was like, I always wanted the RX seventy eight, and I had uh-huh. the RX and I had the RX seventy eight, and then it was destroyed during my move from like one home to the next. Oh, that sucks. And now it's fucking, it's like one of the most expensive uh, mobile suit um, model kits to have. I'm like, fuck. Why? Do you still have pieces? <laughs> no, that's Dude, I'm, when we moved, <laughs> I was like 20. No, I was like 21 when we moved. I'm 34. Uh, you think I'm still having those pieces? I don't know. People hold on to weird shit, man. I don't judge. I don't. <laughs> I'm like Maria Khan. If it doesn't bring joy, it's going in the trash. So. And then, in like ten years from now, Maria Kondo holds up a uh, a U.S. senator. Does he spark joy? The crowd no. yells no emphatically, and then she throws him into a vat. <laughs> I wish that happened. <laughs> um, I saw Dragon Ball as a kid, but Ooh. I didn't see Dragon. I saw Dragon Ball Z when I was in high school. When I was like late middle school, early high school. Yeah, that's about when it came out. Um, but I was like, I was like, wait, that's Goku? What? Like he got older? I was like, what? Wait, what? And then when Cart when Toonami started showing Dragon Ball, I was like, I remember Dragon Ball. Uh huh. So I was like, it was like re I was reintroduced to Dragon Ball. Um, because it was um Tree of Might that got me back into Dragon Ball. Nice, that's a good one. Tree of Might, World Strongest. Oh, and there was a third one. There was a third one. Tree, uh, tree the Pilaf? Huh? Pilaf? Yeah. 
Uh, wasn't that wasn't Pilaf world strongest? Was it? I'm trying to remember. Oh wait, no, Garlic Junior. There, no, gar- <laughs> that was wait, no Garlic Junior was Tree of Might, right? And Pilaf was his own. It was a different one. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Dragon Ball movies after we're done recording. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we, we already we're already in a major tangent. Because we we're, we're, we're uh, forty minutes in. We're forty minutes in. Yeah. But, um, and- yeah. Anime, I'm like, now in terms of anime, I'm just getting back into, um, I, I bought, I, I said this before, I bought season one and two of My Hero. I haven't watched them yet, but I will. I know season three is probably on Hulu now. Season um, four is on Hulu now, bro. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well I, well, I can catch up soon. Oh, wait. No, no. Sorry, sorry. I take that back. Season four is airing, or finished airing. I think it already finished airing, and I think Hulu's about to get it. Okay. Because I've been watching it on Funimation, but I think Hulu's the seasons behind. So yeah, I think they have it at three. I already have season, like I said, season one or two. I own Yu Yu Hakusho, and that should be coming back soon as well. I heard that I heard that was supposed to be coming back. Dude, um, I mean, if, if you need if you need to, just let me know. I'll like hook you up with my account if you want to watch it on my account. I don't care. Oh shit! Okay, for sure. Hell yeah! We live some childhood. I'll send I'll send you after. I'll send it to you. <laughs> um. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, that would technically brought me back. Because it, oh, it, nice. it followed the manga narrative. It was only about, what, 25 episodes? And that was it. Yeah. We didn't have like 30, 40 some odd fucking episodes, and most of them were speller. It was very focused. I was like, thank fucking God. A lot of people say that when you're introducing someone to Full Metal Alchemist as a show in general, it's good to show them Brotherhood. And Ed was growing throughout the fucking series mm-hmm. like you could like when you get to the later episodes of full metal brotherhood you see you just go back to the first episode and you go to this episode you see the progression of edward and and technically winery yeah and there was an actual b plot on ed and winery's relationship mm-hmm. like you see like spoiler they got together he admitted I mean, he loved spoiler, it. old, right? I know, but there's still people who have seen it. But look, for the first time in a fucking anime, besides G Gundam, if you've never seen G Gundam, this is like one of the few times animes have their main characters admit they love the fucking, um, they're technically, so, who is obviously their love interest. I mean, I can remember Robotech. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get through Robotech. I couldn't. I, and I <sighs> see, that was one of the ones I've seen as a kid, and as an adult now, it puts me to sleep. It's okay. I, I, it's the, it's the first '80s anime that got me into anime. But that's, that's just me. No, um, technically my first live action um anime. I mean, come on, who has not seen um, Gatchaman? Not Gatchaman. Gotcha. That's Battle of the Planets. I was um, like, wait, what? Fuck, Battle, Battle of the Planets, Gatchaman. That was ah, oh, that was the best. I don't think that I've was, seen that. John, are you talking about? That's pre. Gatchaman slash Battle of the Planets. There's two, Battle of the Planets is the U.S. name, but okay. it's Gatchaman in Japan. Okay. This is pre like pre Power Rangers. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I have not seen that. You wait, seen that. wait, 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 wait. Is it the one that looks like Power Rangers, but they look vaguely like beetles? They like they look more like birds, and they got capes. Hold on, I'm a I'm gonna look it up real quick just because I think I know what you're talking about. 
You don't know what I'm talking about. Because you like you you sitting there like what? What are you talking about? All right. So Wait, what did you say the, the US name was again? Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets. And while he's looking that up, Resident Evil Reboot is coming soon. Now Okay, yeah, I don't remember this one. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> um <laughs> Now there was like a couple of rumors that Netflix was supposed to get it, um, but look like Screen Gems still still holding on to it. So Screen Gems is in the process of develop. Um, this is oh per Geek Tyrant, and they got this um a source the, the uh, Screen Gems is in the process of developing a, a re- reboot of the Resident Evil franchise. It is said to stick to a lot closer to the video game franchise than the previous films. One thing that the new movie new movie will do is incorporate several fan favorite characters from the horror game, and at least one of those is Jill Valentine. According to the source, Han, um, Hannah John Kamen, who was who played Ghost in Ant Man the Wasp, has been offered the role of Jill Valentine in the film. The, huh. <clears throat> Let me um keep going. Um, now there is some pushback to. A couple of pushbacks to Jill in this in, in this reboot, and um, you may rant after this. Okay. All right. So they said this version of the character is described as a as a small town girl that enjoys hunting with the guys. She is gorgeous yet tough, and she knows how to have a good time. It is said that Screen Gems is keeping the casting to open to all ethnicities, but they are they will be focusing on casting an African American with mixed heritage for the role. So if um, John, if if Hannah is cast in the role, she will be the first. Um, Jill will be the first. Um, Jill will be the first time being of, of mixed heritage, instead hmm. of being um, plain white. Now, Interesting. now it's still on topic, but now um, there has been pushback. Some people do like the casting of her as Jill Valentine because. If you've seen the TV, I forgot the name of the TV show she did on sci-fi. Um, but as Ghost, um, her role in Ready Player One, she can do action. She's and I saw Amanda Watts. She kicks ass. Yeah. Um, I have I have not seen Ready Player One. I do want to see Ready Player One, but um, I don't have a problem. And she's of mixed race in, in the first place. I don't have a problem with Jill being mixed race. There are people. I don't want to call out my younger brother, but he's like, she should be white. She shouldn't. Um, she shouldn't be black. Why? I, yeah. Who gives a shit? Like why? <laughs> FYI, I'm black. My brother is black. Just, just to let you know, not all white people. <laughs> are white. <laughs> there, are, there, there are color folk out there. Yeah, I said the color folk. <laughs> I'm bringing the old white term out here. Color folk <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> don't like, don't like um, racial castings, and my brother's one of them. But um, I don't have a problem. Um, yeah, like I said, let's get further down on this casting on Jill. I I. But right now, um, Jill is also has a relationship, and it was never really implied in any of the games. But apparently, she had a. Um, a fling with Chris Red in this version, she's having flings with Chris Redfield. Oh, uh, the ad- adaptation. I'm like, from the from the game, Resident Evil One, 
I, I have not noticed any. Uh, yes, obviously, Resident Evil came out on the PlayStation One, and Two came out as was well. But still, it was it, even when that crappy ass Resident Evil Five came out, there was still no implied connection between Jill and Chris. That's kind of like the thing, right? Like the, it's very straight laced between them. Yeah, it's just like coworkers. Like he was literally looking for Jill, and Wesker turned her evil. What yeah. A, what a damn thing embedded on her chest so I, okay <laughs> um, the report also confirms that Maze Runner actress Kaya Scolodero is up has been offered the role of Claire Redfield and then she is also in negotiations um, as well um, the character of Chris Redfield is being offered to oh shit I had, his, I, I had it <laughs> oh shit i had his name hold on buffering 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 yeah i know <laughs> he's uh leaving us all in suspense apparently no i i legit actually deleted it <laughs> did you really yeah <laughs> okay hold up let's see if we can uh bring that list back up for you guys all right brenton thwaites thwaites he plays nightwing dick grayson on tights <laughs> Oh, wait, that guy? Yeah. He's up in huh. the role of Chris Redfield. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Um, dude can do an American He's British. He can do an American accent, obviously, Titans. Um, some people are going to bitch the fact that he's kind of short. Who cares? Tom Cruise hmm. is short. Robert Downey Jr. is short. He made it look like he's around the same height as Chris Evans. Wait, he isn't? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Apparently it worked. Yeah, but I can see him as Chris Res- Chris Redfield. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty funny. I'm just thinking about them behind the scenes now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, um, little if you don't watch the behind the scenes of these MCU films, like come on, he's he wears lifts. Even Robert Downey Jr. says, "Yeah, I wear lifts." <laughs> he's not ashamed. Interesting. Look, which is like, go ahead, dude. Chill. Yeah. You, got, you got style anyway. Who gives a fuck? Lift what you go and lift. Hey, uh, I mean half of half of the celebrities all already have lifts anyways. Why not in the shoes? Oh, I know Tom Cruise that he doesn't like to be um out like out hide it or something like something like that shit. So like his shots are like intentionally shown like he's maybe a little bit. Yeah, I'm like he's like I don't I don't look up to anyone <laughs> except like unless it's like the bad guy. Yes, but if it's like a hero, another hero, no. Yeah. Or, like whatever, dude. Um. <laughs> Leon Kennedy and Albert Wesker is also um, and is also going to be appearing. They are also looking for actors for both of those roles, but there is no actors um, listed as yet for Wesker or Leon. But they are uh, Wesker is obviously seriously. You need to play Resident Evil one and two, one and two, so you know how evil Wesker really is. Hmm. Um, but he will. They also appear in there, but also. Um, there's no information who will be playing those characters. It's going to be directed by 40 Meters Down director Johannes, um, Johannes, Johannes Wilberts with a script co-written by Greg Russo. Now, there is no release date. Well, obviously, it's been put on hold because of COVID, but the casting with the hopes to shoot in 2021. All right, so the one good thing is that they're going to be more faithful to the both of the games, but the thing is though, I what I don't like you combining Resident Evil one and two together. 
Yeah, they're going to have to truncate some stuff because of that. So it seems to me like they'll start off the movie with them stuck in the mansion. And then maybe Claire, like, like it will be like faithful to the game where Jill and Chris with um, Burton, Barry Burton, and some of the other um, expendable <laughs> star not, officers. Not always around. <laughs> um, they're going to be stuck in the mansion while Leon, who's just starting out in Raccoon City as a police officer, and Claire in the city. So probably that's where it's going to start off and probably the movie's going to end like how the game Resident Evil 2 ended where Raccoon City blew up and they all was able to get out but they all left different ways. Like Jill left, technically left with, um, I forget who she left with, um, but Claire and Leon left together and Chris left with a different group. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised at the end towards the, the boss battle is going to be either um, Wesker or... Um, Nemesis. Hmm. It'd be would would you really think it would be Nemesis though? If you combine Resident Evil One and Two, it's gonna be Nemesis. It would probably like I forgot the name of the I think I forgot what team monster was in Resident Evil One, but in two it was definitely Nemesis. So I, I can see them combining both. Like we get instead of like one main boss, you get in two in in the movie. I mean that's difficult to pull off, no? I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Like, All right. If, if if most films now are using multiple villains, mm-hmm. would, and if you're gonna keep all these characters separate for a two hour movie, and this has to be more than two hours, it has to. If you're gonna do that, combine. Yeah, if they're gonna do it an hour and a half, they just better not do it. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, it should. This should have been a TV series. Keep the- most video games should be a TV series at this point, man. Especially Resident Evil. Like, I think we talked about it before. The writer and the director stay on. You could, you guys could be the showrunners. Like forty meters, forty-seven meters down was apparently is a good horror movie. Um, well, shark horror movie. I mean, with Blake, I, I think it was Blake Lively. No, you're thinking of the Shallows. Okay, what was forty-seven? Oh, forty-seven. No. Oh, um, Mandy Moore. Yeah, I think that was. I think that was forty-seven meters down. Yeah, but it was still. It it still did well. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it was cool for what it was. But it, this Resident Evil should... Season 1 should have been Resident Evil. Season 2 would be Resident Evil 2. And then what's Season 3? Come on. You know season 3. <laughs> 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 um, but no, Resident Evil 2 was Claire... Oh, damn, I'm getting shit mixed up. Resident Evil 2 is Claire and Leon... Well, Resident Evil 1 is Wesker, Chris, and Jill. That would be cool. All right, so now I, now, now, now I remember. Because the game timeline is fucking confusing as fuck. Because when you get to 3, it takes place still at the same time. During the same time this breakout is going out. But Jill made it home in enough time to change. While shit hmm. is hitting the fan. See, that's what fucking confuses me about always it's like, oh, it takes place all in the same time. Mm-hmm. So instead of Jill and Chris going back to going back to headquarters to follow protocol, maybe picking up Leon, you know, for extra support. Chris gets picked up and leaves with a special operations team to go against Wesker. Jill stays behind to go back to work, but get caught up with um with um the umbrella corporation soldiers 
which we get Over. Mm-hmm. And then by this point, I want to say Leon is on the other part of the city with Claire dealing with wherever the fuck they're dealing with Mr. X. Mm-hmm. So take out Nemesis is whatever they're fighting. I forgot. I literally forgot the name of that fucking monster they fight in Resident Evil 1. But Mr. X will be in what should technically should be in this movie if you really think about it. Yeah. This should have been a fucking TV show. This should have been a TV show, man. Cause like you can easily like Walking Dead these fuck well the character the main the game characters we all know who's gonna live yeah <laughs> um but all the game characters that like I said they got plot armor expendable <laughs> um except for one character in um Cold Rock is anybody Cold... is anybody else picturing Sylvester Stallone in the middle of a Resident Evil game for some reason I could picture him as that old dude that Overa teams up with. <laughs> but here's the thing though what alright well he did an MCU film I think Stallone would do a horror film yeah I mean I, I, I wouldn't put it past him <laughs> I really wouldn't put it past him hell Arnold Schwarzenegger did wait which is the horror film he did um I think it was called not Lucy oh I forgot it basically him and his um his daughter Abigail oh yeah so technically um, it was a drama slash horror so technically, yeah. I mean, like, come on, Sylvester Stallone. If you ever come across this, that was like what—that's one of the first ones he did after being governor, huh? Yep. Like, I remember that. Stallone. Uh, Stallone. I, we we I grew up with the Rocky films, man. Yeah. You, you my guy. <laughs> do, do a Resident Evil movie, man. You did look. You did Guardians of the Galaxy, and now it's being it, also. This is also in the news. Is being told that you're coming back for volume three. Come on, do, do a horror movie. Come on, that would be awesome. That's gonna be cool. Come on, come back. Also, Michael Rosenbaum is supposed um coming back as well as that um crystal like character that he was playing. So, come on, Stallone, do Resident Evil, and let's get an actual Latin act. Well, I, I mean, no, it'd be mean to say that. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> Wait, what? Oldest, is that Oldit Fur played Olvera in the Paul Thomas Anderson Paul Anderson's Resident Evil films, but he's Egyptian, playing a Hispanic character. And can we be culturally appropriate to have a Hispanic actor or Spaniard or Mexican or you know of Dominican? Anyone? Who's wait a minute! Wait! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Now? No, I'm just joking. No, I'm not gonna call you out on shit. <laughs> His name is Overa. <laughs> let's get yo. Let's yo. Let's get someone play that character. I I I have I have um I have one actor in mind for this role. Um, I want to say his name is Rodrigo. Yeah, Rodrigo Rodriguez. He was in Rodrigo Rodriguez. Are you sure that's his name? <laughs> I'm very. I'm. 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 I'm very sure. To be fair, I do have a friend named Martin Martinez. Because <laughs> he was, um, have you seen Battle Los Angeles? Yeah. You remember that um, that um, the lieutenant that got blown up? He asked. Oh yeah, the dude that was in like the second um, Transformers, uh, Transformers movie. movie. Yeah, 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 that guy. Him as Olvera. Okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> he, can do it. he can fucking do it. And you know what? I'm gonna say this as a tangent before we go right into the D and D talk. I legit, I was when I first saw it in 2011. 
I teared up. Wait, Battle Battle Los Angeles? Certain parts, just certain key parts hit when it was like when Aaron Eckhart named all the soldiers that died in his command. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When, um, oh, fuck. Come on, small down, small down. Um, <laughs> oh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, who's an Ant-Man? Uh, oh, Paul, Paul Rudd? Not a Paul Rudd, uh, his friend. Oh, oh, uh, Michael Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena, when he when he's dying and his son mm-hmm. was crying. That got me. Yeah. When certain, yeah. when certain characters, you like, you you get invested in these soldiers, and certain ones are dying. You just like, oh fuck, man, you get, I'm getting choked up. Like, no, like, and I watched it recently, and I was getting choked up again. I was like, fuck. I was like, okay, I got, I still got. A, so I was watching Superman, um, Death of Superman, the animated uh. movie. I got choked up on that too, and I've seen it numerous of times already. This time, this time, can I be the one in the back, in the middle of the theater, being like, "Ha!" Go ahead. <laughs> but the only reason why I would say about um, Battle LA is like everything else at the time, Afghanistan and everything was going on with the war. Yeah. And then Afghanistan was going on at 2011. Uh huh. And then um, for Superman, um, the animated movie that came out last year, when you have Jerry O'Connell and his wife, um, uh, oh. She was Mystique. E- Wait, in which one? The Brian Singer expert films, not um, not Jennifer Lawrence, the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god. We should know this. <laughs> Look, they're both married. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine. There we go. <laughs> Damn. Five pointer. We got it. <laughs> This is like one of the first times a couple, well, we've seen it in live action films, but in an animated feature film where we only getting character facial features, mm-hmm. we're not getting actual like it's not it's not an actual but it's, it's like you can hear the pain in her voice, yeah. So it's like it's registered. It's like and they and they play up the depth of Superman really well. It's very, very good voice acting, to say the yeah. least. While BBS didn't give me that at all, whatsoever. And you know, Ursula? You know what? No, we're going there, rat. <laughs> Where did you say that name? Sorry. <laughs> I'll just say, Resident Evil should be a TV series. That's Resident it. Evil should be a TV series, people. <laughs> That's, that is all. <laughs> but I will say, this, the only badass scene in Batman vs. Superman... No, it was not the Batman fight. It, no, it, I have problems with that fight. It was good, but I have problems with it, like, story-wise. Oh, um, I will say this before we go. That scene where Superman is floating in space and the sun is hitting him and his eyes lights up and he's back, that had me going, oh, shit, Doomsday had done fucked up. Okay, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like there, to 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 be fair, I think we should preface and say we do like watching these movies. It's just there's certain things that don't make sense and things that we critique on that like could make them definitely better. But we do appreciate the hard work that goes into them. Like things like that is yeah. still really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, and with that, we I know we said it was gonna do a D and D episode, but Christian gotta do a D and D himself. I, I actually do have a D&D game in about five minutes. <laughs> We're going to let him go and do his thing. But 
stay tuned to the Night Owl Show. Where yes. We're going to be reliving the 80s with Raiders of the Lost Ark, Back to the Future, and Ghostbusters. And I have, mm. and I have a lot to say about Back to the Future. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Back to the Future, for the record, is my favorite 80s movie, but we will we will talk about this. Yep. <laughs> but next week's episode, we'll be doing our D&D episode where I will break down my character. And yes. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Stay tuned.